COVID update number 27 million. Hello, I am the Grey Knight, and like so many of you, I'm also having a real hard time right now. So, I'm going to start talking about what's on my mind, what's happening, why I'm so despondent, and uh, then I'm going to talk about some good stuff and some personal stuff in my life at the end, hopefully giving you guys entertainment. I guess we should start right off the bat. One of the organizations fairly early that sort of predicted doom uh, on a global level when COVID started spreading around was IHME. They are one of the organizations where at the very beginning of this I said, oh, COVID's going to kill about 25 million people. It's definitely capable of it. 25 million people globally. And then, of course, I've upped that recently. Uh... Well, that sounds like nonsense to a lot of Americans, and especially probably sounds like nonsense to a lot of people, since I thought what was happening in South America and India would be happening in America right now, and it's just not. Uh, I really thought that there would be a huge uptick of deaths in America, and there has not been. Uh, it's still very, very high. Uh, the amount of people that are recorded getting COVID and dying for, uh, for a country that allegedly is, uh, totally half-vaccinated or whatever the fuck we're calling it now. Um, <laughs> you're fully vaccinated two weeks after for up to a year, maybe, against some strains, hopefully. Uh, and we call that fully vaccinated. That's the best terminology we have as a people. <laughs> it's bad. Uh, so it's, it's, it's not good, and a lot of people are making that point, but it's not a very exciting or sexy point, so it's not getting a lot of play. Uh, people want it to be over, and they'll see what they want to see. Uh, but, <laughs> bring it home, Jack. I, I'm sorry to say that a lot of people are... A lot more people are dead than Americans think, in America, from COVID particularly, especially. There was a study that was passed around. This is not IMHE, uh, IHME, we're, we're uh, International Health Metrics Evaluation. Uh, we're not going to get into this other study too deeply, because I didn't probe it too much, unlike the one we're about to talk about. But it basically said that everyone expected suicide to go up, but it didn't uh, in 2020. But then I looked at who they counted it and how, and guess what? People who are marginalized, i.e. people who are most likely to commit suicide, were not included. It's, it's like, you know, taking all of the homeless assaults out of a police officer's record, being all like, well, yeah, sure, this officer beats the shit out of homeless people for fun, but... There's literally not a single complaint against him by a homeowner, and therefore police brutality against homeowners is down. Uh, so there was a headline about how less people committed suicide than everybody expected in 2020, but you should not expect that to hold, and you shouldn't expect it to hold because of what we're going to talk about next, the IHME study. 
This is a study of excessive deaths in America and trying to determine how many of them were COVID-related. Before we go any further, there's not a question in health, health circles if this is correct or not. It's just how correct it is. Anthony Fauci, anybody you can really think of, admits that there's more deaths in America than we currently cite. It's like the unemployment rate, if you've, if you've had fun with that. There, the unemployment rate doesn't really represent how many people are unemployed. When you hear 12% of China is unemployed, 12% of Chinese people are unemployed, it might be a bullshit number. I mean, especially if it comes out of Beijing. But it might, honest, but it might be an honest evaluation. In America, we'll say 5% unemployment because we only count certain people who have only been employed or unemployed for a certain amount of times, and they have to be working in different states. Not different, not the federal government, but different states often get to determine some of these things as well, some of these metrics, and therefore the unemployment number is bullshit. No matter who the president is, it's higher than it is, and it's a nice number that we use to sound nice, because America is evil. I'm not going to get nearly as many complaints on this one, I bet, after we talk about, after fucking what you saw in Israel. But, um, eh, don't worry, that rant's coming. Uh, aren't you having a good time? You, you are having a good time, right? It's a good thing I have a sexy voice. Actually, that's not true. Lots of people rant about these things with unattractive voices, and they do just fine. Huh. Uh, I'm so glad I have a very attractive voice. Uh, so this study... I took a bit more seriously than most. Um, I, I dug into it. What's going on with COVID? Being 500 days into researching COVID, reading COVID, all the rest. I was perplexed to see that the conclusion of this study is that approximately 900,000 people died between January 2020 and the end of April 2021 in America. It's not perfect. The dates are a little bit sketchier than that, but more or less. And 900,000 caught me by surprise because I was thinking it was closer to 750 to 8. It's not rare, or sorry, it's not common these days, that an estimation is worse than mine. I'm the worst estimator. I, 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 I estimate for the absolute worst case scenarios. And I keep being proven right. <laughs> Eventually. So I really dug into it. 750 is my number. Why are you saying more than 900,000? And you're professionals at this. I'm some rank amateur who pulls up formulas and shit and plugs them in. So you're probably right. And I'm probably wrong. That's how it works, usually. And to look at the total number of excessive deaths and then to try and weed out what did or didn't happen... COVID-related, and to get to just under a million, while we're currently undercounting, currently under-testing, and definitely, definitely, definitely not marking every COVID death as mark COVID death. That's not what's in the American consciousness right now. That's not what Americans think. 
for some reason, under a thousand Americans dying a day still, even though it's not in nursing homes or anything like that anymore, because that was, that was the original justification. Because it's under a thousand, people seem pretty happy. But it's not really under a thousand. Not if a million are already dead, and not if we're undercounting so badly, and not if we have to keep readjusting so much. So just like the unemployment number, it's a nice number, the COVID numbers. They're very nice. When somebody says there's no COVID here, it, it, it sounds good. And that's pretty much what's being said all the time. It's not do your part. It's not get your vaccine. It's about it all being over all the time, I know. When I go to the gym these days, I can watch three news channels at once, and sometimes I even pull up my phone, and I just look at them. I don't watch them, obviously. But it's not hard to see what they're saying about and when they're doing zoom-ins and when they're leading, letting the pretty anchors with the big smiles talk compared to when they're doing gray close-up blurry shots. So I understand that I'm a curmudgeon. But I am legitimately very attractive in my face, like my eyes and my face and my voice. I, I play it down a lot because I don't like talking about myself these ways. But I am. I'm pretty attractive. I have no problem wearing a mask, and most people have no problem with me not wearing one either. So, as somebody who wants to fucking mask up like you wouldn't believe in public just to get away from all of you and all of your breathing, because I haven't gotten sick in a year, and I feel great, just great about it, just fantastic about it, I don't know if how I can handle trying to reintegrate with society right now if up is down and black is white. The reality is the, the unemployment number is higher than what the unemployment number is. And I never have to have a fight with someone about that, almost ever. But I would about COVID. And I just can't really do it. I keep trying. I really do. I keep trying to listen to somebody just be an idiot on the subject and let it pass, and I can't. Because you're killing people. Lots of them. Still, now, actively. In America, as we go. I want you to really consider that we're at one million American deaths from COVID already. Just consider it. An unimaginable amount Incredible and inconceivable. And our country is 100% complicit. Is making little to no effort from any top down at any point to make anything even accountable. More than happy to cover up for governors of both political stripes in order to keep that political base of power going. I want you to really consider that a million Americans are dead already from COVID. And no matter how many vaccines we import, the number is going to keep growing. Won't you please consider that for me? Won't you please 
let it into your heart. Won't you please consider just how much worse it's going to be, death-wise, suffering-wise, economic-wise, no matter what the cheery news is? I know many of you won't. I know many of you can't. But for those of you who can, thank you. And I embrace you. And I appreciate you. It is no easy thing to admit what we're looking at and living through. It is driving me mad. It is rending parts of my psyche in two. Some days I have energy, and some days I just do not want to do anything but get in a chair, stare at a wall. That's, that's all I want to do. sometimes feel that way too, even if you're convinced that this is all just about wrapped up. I think many of you do, and quite frankly, your relentless positivity drives me goddamn insane. <laughs> what a time to be angry, what a time to be anxious, what a time to tell your fellow man that they're the problem. And therefore, everybody doing the opposite is kabuki theater, is, is in some intricate no play that I simply was never given the script to. <laughs> it seems impossible to imagine. But IHME says 900,000. The window's closed. And quite frankly they leave it open in their interpretation that, of course, it could be higher. And, of course, it can be bigger. Now, should we conclude that there's uh, that many dead people all over the world? No, America got hit a lot harder than a lot of countries. There's this great example of Haiti in the West. Haiti is the poorest country in the West. It's true of the entire 21st century. I believe it was true just about every point of the 20th century. And at the way the powers that be are going, it's going to be true for another hundred fucking years after this century's over. It's the kind of situation that drives someone like me absolutely insane, because, of course, all I want to do is help Haitians. There's no... I don't even think any of my worst critics or ex-girlfriends or anybody who even really hates me would even contemplate for a second, I don't want to help Haitians. Nothing particular about them. Nothing particularly good about them. But they're the poorest in the West, and America's the richest in the West, and it's right there, and we're a huge country, and they're a tiny country, and it should be so easy to help them. But there's nothing an individual can do. There's nothing a person can do to help Haiti. There's not even something a thousand people can really do to help Haiti. Haiti is not stuck in some situation that it cannot arise from. Haiti is pushed and held down in the situation that you constantly find it. There are very little differences to the economic opportunities available to Haitians now than there was a decade ago or a decade before or a decade before. 
things like the IMF, the, Inter the International Monetary Fund, the World Bank, the current system of exchange. Really, even just the Federal Reserve and what we do with interest rates are going to cause shockwaves throughout countries like Haiti. And we make rules, as the rich and powerful nations, that benefit the rich and powerful nations at the expense of Haiti in particular, but also in general. I bring up this example of Haiti, a country with very little infrastructure and very little chance, because people seem to be able to understand that metaphor so much better when I talk about Haiti than when I talk about Palestine. Ah, yes. Oh, here we go. So, I have strong opinions about Palestine, and I always have. I legit don't fuck with nobody who doesn't even believe in a two-state solution. You don't believe that Palestine should have a country? I don't believe that you're a person worth talking to. Really, it is that simple. And it has been for decades of my life. I have no problem making adjustments like that because what's happening in Palestine is genocide. And if you think what I said earlier was the hard part of this, buckle up. Because now I'm actually going to start saying some mean and angry shit. The worst part about my existence, and a reason why I want to commit suicide, told you, so badly, is because there's literally nothing I can do that doesn't help Palestine commit genocide. Let that sink in. I don't really care if you believe me on this or not. I'm asking you to accept it for the, for the argument. Literally everything I do, from making a car payment, to going and getting food, to doing anything at all, even if I don't pay taxes, even if I try and destroy the American government, there's no such thing as a free lunch. And... It's obviously a very complex situation, but the state of Israel doesn't exist without the United States government. And as someone who's been reading a whole lot about COVID, your tax dollars have been used to not vaccinate Palestinians. Not only that, but Israel took the vaccines that they bought with our money and they started giving them away to other countries instead of giving them to Palestinians for diplomatic access. Also, instead of giving them to Palestinians even now, they're going to give them to luxury cruise liners and try and stimulate rich vacationers in from other areas of the world. They're definitely going to need to stimulate them now after what's been going on in Gaza. And me just being an American helps them. And me being the Grey Knight and using the United States dollar as a currency helps them. So you're helping them too. Just by living and just by existing, we are helping Israel do all of these things to Palestinians. We're paying for the privilege. And there's literally no way to stop it. Not only that, but this system... This genocide that's occurring because Americans just don't give a shit. We just don't care. We will kill you if you are inconvenient. 
and we will say that we are the good guys while we do it. Period. End of debate. <laughs> Literally, from this point on, until well after I'm dead, if I am in any way a property that can still make money past death, I will be helping to kill future fucking Muslims. Palestinians, I have no idea. There's not a lot of Palestine left, baby. <laughs> I mean, really, we're running, we're running out of trees to cut down on Easter Island. So, uh, but somewhere. Oh, man. I made a joke on Patreon for, for a thing I did on Patreon about how we found Muslims that we finally cared for. They just happened to be in a very rural area of China. A lot of people probably rolled their eyes at that joke. Are you rolling your fucking eyes at it now? <laughs> I, don't, I don't really think that's possible. So the New York Times, whatever I think of their op-ed or their editorial board, Rachel Maddow called them a wonder of the modern world, and I actually am not that far from her opinion. Really, truly. The amount of information, the depth that it sometimes go into, the unexpected stories that come out of the New York Times are just incredible. Week after week after week, all my life, really. And it was used, quite frankly, just straight up used to help commit genocide in Palestine. The head liaison of Israeli's uh, English uh, communication attaché said, we're invading. He was lying. He's retiring in a month. He wanted to get as many people there as possible so that they could bomb the shit out of them. Dozens of innocents were killed, even if you wish to call everybody in Hamas guilty or a combatant. And therefore, the New York Times was used. There's already articles about it, I'm recording this Saturday, about how the New York Times and various outlets tried to tried to get this guy who said we're invading Gaza, and then a couple hours goes, whoops, my bad. No, he didn't. How this happened, how they got used in this way, and if they're accessories to murder. This is already come out, of course, because the reporters who reported that it happened, who took him at his word, they feel personally responsible for this. And they should. But you should, too. If you're an American, you should, too. We did this. This is us. If we don't exist, this doesn't happen. Not some bad thing somewhere. We, now, us, And my desire to just not hurt this world more than it's already being hurt, the only answer I've ever had is snuffing out my flame. I don't do it. I'm not going to do it. I don't even have ideation about suicide anymore. There's a zero through ten scale. I'm flatly a zero through tour just about every day. Okay? So let's not involve melodrama in this frank and honest discussion. 
But I feel the exact same way as those reporters do. That they, that I'm used, that I'm an accessory, that they're dead because of me in some way. No, I didn't pull the trigger. No, it was never my plan. No, it was never my intention. No, it would never be my decision. And yet, and yet, There is something in the psychology of the people who I oppose that think it is both okay that Palestine does not have a country, that does not have legal recourse, that does not have the ability to change international affairs or even domestic affairs or even really have a domestic authority over itself. And yet... There are two sides. How is that possible? How can you deny Palestine a state but say it's a side? <laughs> How can you deny the ability for people to form a government, a system that can actually change things, not in name, but actually can challenge and change things? but still call everybody who lines up and fights for them side a soldier. What is going on in your minds? Am I being too generous? When I say you have minds, is that too generous? <laughs> to say that there are going-ons in them? Is that, is that an assumption that I've made and I need to challenge that? When you say you're thinking are you really thinking if you think there's two sides, but one of them's not allowed to exist in any way? But there's two of them, and it's complicated, but one of them's not real. I think maybe I have been too generous with you in your arguments, if that's what you believe. Because... All my life I've said you're a disgusting person, but really, at this point, I question the personhood. What's happening in Israel, and what's happening in Palestine, and what's happening all over? This is what I was talking about when I said the CIA and the other 17 intelligence agencies and their and their talk about what's going to happen in the next 20 years, is so dark. Because this is it. There's a lot of change going on, and there's a lot of people in streets protesting, arming up, fighting, and conflicting in ways that are never going to make the American news cycle. You have to really expand your bubble to hear about what's going on in Tunis. With all due respect... To my fellow Americans, how many of you even know what Tunis is? So, obviously, you're not hearing about Tunisia. I don't mean to be insulting on that one. Well, maybe I do. I'm just very frustrated. In the exact same way that people who argued against evolution suddenly became macrobiologists, microbiologists, uh, overnight when COVID, when they can tell you how it works and how it mutates and how it doesn't mutate and they know the rate of mutation. In that same way, a lot of Americans become world experts overnight and yet 
If I ask them what's going on in Tunis, it's a gotcha question. Okay, what's going on in Ethiopia? Oh, is that a gotcha? Oh, oh, okay, Africa doesn't count as the world. I forgot, I forgot. A lot of people will say that's a melodramatic assertion. Him talking about boots on the ground, uh, people fighting to a degree that's never been seen in the 21st century. Not seen in the 20th century in many of these regions, quite frankly. People go, that's a huge exaggeration. And I'll go, okay, what's going on in Ethiopia? Like, what's it matter? Oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> friend, allow me to introduce you to a concept. Uh, it's called, you have to learn about something before you can say if it's right or wrong. And Americans don't learn, and we don't read. What's going on in Israel and Palestine, what's going on in Russia with, uh, with the major protests there, what's happening all across South America again, is going to keep happening. You want to live through this life, you want to feel sexy, you want to feel good, you want to take pleasure. You're going to have to learn to make peace with this. Countries are going to stop being democracies, and some countries are going to stop being. It's not just countries. It's not just fast food. It's not just things that you like. Darkness is going to keep coming like this. These hard times are going to be here. Everything is going to be the opposite of fine. I say that with total frankness because I know no other way to live besides honestly, besides in the light, besides representing myself how I feel. It's who I am. A little late to change it. These decades that are coming... They're going to be awful. They're going to be rough. And you have to take pleasure where you can. You have to decide to live and build yourself up where you can. And I'm doing the same. And it's not like you're going to learn it once. You're going to have to relearn this one. Over and over and over again. One big sign that COVID's not going anywhere, but is instead going to just beat the shit out of us as a species. Just slam us all down. Is what's happening on the subcontinent and all of the regions uh, that, that India has a lot of travel in between, air or boat, doesn't seem to matter at this point. Any destination partners, border partners of India are now getting horribly, horribly sick with COVID. And unfortunately, just about all of the reporting is about something called a double mutant or a recombinant. And virtually all of the information in the United States is, glad we're not Indian. <laughs> glad we don't undercount our death in the media. LOL, LOL, LOL. And also, don't worry, guys, doesn't matter. Our vaccines are great. They'll work against it. That's all you get. Uh, if you dig into what's actually happening in Oceania, though, 
especially the countries that are connected to in, to India, we are watching countries that never had a real problem. And this doesn't count for India. They had a pretty significant first wave. But we're watching countries that really never had a problem getting fucking spiked. Doesn't matter if it's because they're recombinant or not. Yes, but no. Yes, it matters if it's the recombinant, because that's the entire point of searching for these things, genetic testing and, and planning on the vaccines and escape mutations. That's the entire point. In another way, no. Just like P1 formed in Brazil and P3 formed in the Philippines and India it has its double mutants, because there's now three of them that we know of, the mechanics are understood. The mutation that es that can escape, the reason why they keep asking this question is because it's a question. The spike protein changes, they do affect the vaccine every single time. So every single headline that says, well, the mutation, we should still be protected, is bullshitting to some degree. To some degree, you have to do a lot of tests to actually come up with that in the conclusion. So, you know, titers and shit, old frozen blood and wishes are not going to do it. And everybody, if they did, we wouldn't need to have vaccine trials. I'm really not trying to be an asshole today. I guess I am. I guess I'm feeling pretty full of myself. But for the love of fuck, I'm asking you to think. You and everybody else who makes this point, as though you're smart, as though you're the capable one, who understands things that others don't, if the fucking tests could determine if a vaccine worked or not on blood shit, why wouldn't we just do it that way? It's not like vaccinations are new technology. They're very old. They're very easy to understand. Even the mRNA stuff, I'm not going to pretend to understand the, how messenger RNA works, but the basic principle is really not that complicated. And the concept that they're going to somehow be fucking great because of frozen blood and mistrials and... Oh my god. The trial... For a vaccine is when there's an outbreak in your country on the uptick, not on the plateau or the decline. <laughs> and so far, countries don't seem to be handling that test very well. Oceania has a number of countries that basically never got hit by COVID, not in any significant way. And we know that from the hospitals. We know that from cell phone usage. We know that from utility usage. We watched from the outside various societies not really change. They're not hiding their hospitalizations and their dead. They didn't have them. For some of them, it's just because they used masks. And the old COVIDs were pretty fucking well foiled by just one mask. Oh, how I wish I could have convinced you all to just wear one mask. Some of it is because their populations were much younger. Some countries probably got hit really bad. But their population was young enough 
that it didn't really seem to affect them like it did the West, like it did Italy and the U.S., countries where we have a lot of older and sicker and fatter people. I mean, these are the comorbidities, eh? I mean, for everything, obviously, but with COVID, too. The system that we live in right now, that we live under, that we live through, it's just so fucking mercenary. It's just, for love of war, mercenary. And it breaks me apart. It breaks me apart. Knowing that more and worse conflicts are coming, possibly on larger orders, and that people will fall for it because somebody with some flag or some religion or some fucking skin tone or so, I don't even know. It never really stops surprising me how much we can hate other people. Someone who really only hates himself and hates ignorance, being loudly touted as truth. Somebody whose loathing is really reserved mostly for himself and anybody who's stuck in traffic with him. <laughs> I do find it surprising how much you want to kill people, hurt people, destroy them, destroy the other and how quickly they can become them. If you are miserable, if things are tough, if you are crying, if you are anxious, if you can't get out of bed, if you don't know how to feel, if you feel dazed or numb, or like you have something to look forward to one day and nothing the next, I just want to assure you, you are not alone. So many people seem to feel this way. I am doing my absolute best, and I mean my absolute best, to keep everything going. Everything that's good for me, and make good work for you, and all the rest, I really am. But I have to focus. I have to try. You have to do the same. The way you feel is totally all right. Even if you find that to be unbelievable for me because I just insulted you. In my mind, I didn't insult you. I insulted a part of you. But that's not how other people think. And I need to be much more diplomatic and careful, I know. But even if you find that totally, totally, totally impossible, find somebody else that you do believe it from then. Heal up. Find somebody that'll be good to you if I can't be it right now. Because you got to keep going. Facing facts, being honest about what's heading and where in the world and why doesn't change anything. Doesn't change it. Still going to come either way, whether you put your head in the sand or not. But if you embrace it, if you accept it, 
you're own, honest about it, maybe you can change somebody else's life. Maybe you can make them feel less alone or strange. And eventually solutions do come and things do get better. Progress does get made in some ways. It's not a zero-sum game. And I know that. And we hang on for that. <sighs> but it does require some hanging on. Okay. And now the part that some of you might even like. So let's skip ahead. Uh, just try and shake off all of those very negative feelings, very angry feelings that I make no apologies for whatsoever. <laughs> okay, speaking of infuriating assholes, somebody left a giant weight on the gym floor. I went into the gym and everything was racked except for one giant set of uh, barbells. Very, very big and heavy. How big and heavy are they? I don't want to say. But let's just say that for a non-trivial amount of you, uh, they combined to a weight that was heavier than some of you. <laughs> Not many of you, but some of you. Uh, and the reason why I'm telling you this story is, one, to brag on me going to the gym. Please keep saying all the nice and wonderful things, even if you don't believe. I'm in really baggy gym clothes. I'm very pale. I was sitting around and drinking beer. Uh, for months, uh, and I'm still in amazing fucking shape right now. Just amazing fucking shape, and it's going to keep getting fucking better. So everybody who says a nice thing about me going to the gym and all of the salvating and all of the sharing on social that you're actually fucking doing for once, thank you. It's incredibly motivating. I want to, I want to get and ascend back to my, my, my peak form I, I do believe I'm quite capable of that. Uh, and I, uh, I got a real good, I got two real good signs in a row, two gym visits in a row, that it's happening. And not only am I going to get back there to that peak, but I'm going to be healthier and enjoy it more this time around, a lot more. I got two, I got two little quick signs for it. The first is a muscle popped out of my thigh in a good way um, that I always wanted to get when I was younger, but I couldn't. And I don't know what's different now, but it's actually formulating. I Not only getting it back, but it's starting to bulge in a way that it never did before. I just love the way it feels. It looks a little strange. I'll take a picture when it's very, very photogenic. Um... I just love the way it feels. So there's something very nice. And then uh, the last time I went to the gym, last night, uh, I uh, went right uh, to, the, to the weights, these very big heavy dumbbells, barbells, no, dumbbells, uh, these very heavy dumbbells, and I didn't even think. I just literally saw them, went, ah, oh my god, out loud, because I was alone at the gym. Uh... And without any consideration whatsoever, just immediately bent over and picked him up. Picked him up effortlessly and put him up. I didn't even think about it. The only thought I had was, ooh, heavy. Besides, ah, oh my God. That was it. And it's only when I resumed my routine that I realized what I had just done. Without any hesitation, I bent over, picked up two giant weights, and racked them for somebody else. What that means is that my back is fucking fixed. The back 
and the stomach are pretty much entirely fixed because the stomach would never let me do that if I was nauseous in any degree. And I'd been working out before this happened. And my back wouldn't let me do it if I was in pain to any significant degree. These two things inhibited so many interactions of mine on a subconscious level. Consciously, sure, when you're aware of it, but a subconscious. Oh, I don't really feel like doing that. My back and my stomach would say to me, because of the pain, because of the discomfort. Well, they ain't saying it no more. And that is just wonderful. I am healed, 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 healed. My condition is going to keep improving. It's very exciting. And now for something else that's very exciting. Food. I've been talking about it for a while now, but Mr. Tongue, Mr. Tongue, Mr. I'm sorry, Mr. Tums and Tongue Two, you know, they really threw me for a fucking grinder. You can hear how bad my voice was in 2017, 2018. It's awful. I am sick, 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 sick. And the healing just kind of keeps going. I kept estimating, like, okay, I'll be at 100% at this point. But if we're at my original 100, I'm at like 140% now. I keep healing. And as Mr. Tum keeps getting better and allowing me to eat more hot sauce, and I'm eating so many peppers, green chili, black, uh, cayenne, paprika. I'm eating so many peppers these days. It's fantastic. As Mr. Tum's has made his way through this uh, adventure with me, and I had to eat like a monk, and I had to eat, you know, shittily, uh, quite frankly, for a long time because of both money and Mr. Tums. It was just awful. It was an awful, awful, awful time. <laughs> I have made it through to a paradise that I did not know existed, and nobody promised to me when they said, hang on. I have achieved something that's really great that I never really expected to get. Mr. Tums is healed, and that was the goal. But Mr. Tung keeps getting tastier and tastier food. That's not to say that I keep getting better and better food, although that's true. I'm spending my, my disposable income on ingredients instead of fast food these days. It feels great. Um... But what I've discovered is everything tastes wonderful. Chicken with salt and pepper when I roast it. Duck fat. So much better now than six months ago. Same duck, same fat. So much tastier. Sweets are so sweet. Fruit is so succulent. Even my chia seeds, I've started using a scale in the kitchen. <laughs> because I know the correct amount to use along with the nut milk in order to get a very sweet, sweet aftertaste. <clears throat> Mongo goes into my smoothies spinach and banana and raspberries and blueberries and pineapple, coconut, shredded and fresh. Oh. I make my own coconut milk, Thai kitchen coconut milk in a blender, ha. or I make cashew milk, or sorry, I buy cashew milk, I don't make cashew milk, but I might eventually, one day, I make oat milk sometimes. I don't like making it right now, 
Uh, I need more than just nut bags. I need a. I need more. Uh, I don't know what I'm missing with my own nut milk production, but I'll get there. Oh, I make my own soy sauce from scratch. Uh, it actually started as an exercise project because you got to pick it up and shake it every day for for three minutes. And I thought, well, that's a great way to fight depression and uh, calories. Let's do it. Core strength is all strength, baby. If you hold something in front of yourself and you shake it into midsection, you are exercising the fuck out of your uh, out of your core. I can't begin to tell you how just holding things properly or walking are just amazing exercises. Like really, I can't begin to tell you how good of exercises they are for your entire body, uh, and just totally. Uh, pretend like because so much of fucking workout culture is bullshit warrior culture. Don't get me started. Uh, it's it's not celebrated. Um, and for anybody who thinks that I was was mad at power walkers because I said Fauci is a power walking asshole, uh, it's because I'm mad at Fauci, not power walkers. Power walk away. What else are we supposed to do with all these dead fucking malls? <laughs> House homeless people? Fuck no. What are we supposed to do? Have have uh, zones of economic uh, ability? Uh, turn them over to government so that the, they can have uh, the ability to actually use infrastructure and services that benefit people? Fuck. No, this is America. We will let them decay as a sign to all the other businesses that if they raise wages a little too much, this will happen to them too. Damn, I was doing so good saying nice things that weren't political. Fuck. Fuck. Ah. Allie will note it. She's very good to all of us. Everybody thank Allie for being so fucking patient with me. We do not deserve her. We, we are so lucky to have her. From the bottom of my heart. I don't even think she hears this shit anymore. <laughs> she's got she's got so many tools and abilities to just pull the good parts of me out and give them to you. <laughs> I have a lot of feelings about what's going on in the world today. I am more angry than I usually am, and I'm usually pretty fucking angry. But I'm also working out and cooking and writing non-porn and trying to write and record porn literally every day. I'm seeing clients... Uh, I'm, I'm on top of things, mostly, kind of, sort of. My personal life is pretty, pretty snazzy compared to at least how it's been the last year, so I know that's no big brag, but from the fact that every source that I read now has an article about it's okay to feel anxious and like you're rusty and not social, <laughs> I'm guessing lots of other people feel that way too. <laughs> That, or there is an actual conspiracy upon us where people are just pushing that idea that other people feel anxious right now. Because <laughs> that information is being presented a lot. Uh, and I understand that I am probably too crazy and too spicy for many of you right now. I know that. But man alive. <sighs> Have you seen my calves? 